Hello and welcome to the Collecting Heroes podcast. I'm your host, JD, the collector of collectors, and this is the show where I interview pop culture collectors from around the world. Today, I'm going back to Ohio, which I was there just not long ago with another guest. Today, I'm going there to make the chimichangas with my next guest. His name is Roy, and he is a Deadpool collector. Roy, thank you for being on the show today. I'm glad to be here. Mate, I'm really happy to have you here. Uh, real timely, actually, that you accepted being on the show and I reached out and said I'd love to have you on here because they've just had the announcement recently for Deadpool 3, um, the movie. Yes. Really excited having Wolverine come in there. We, everyone's been saying it for, for years with all the movies, like when are we going to get Hugh Jackman? Are they going to get Hugh Jackman in? And all the in-jokes for you know that they've had throughout the other movies. So it's really cool to actually see that. Were you excited when you saw the news? Uh, excited does not explain it, but I was actually at work when I when the notification for the video pops up on my phone and I started like jumping up and down. I had to like call my girlfriend. I had to like call some, <laughs> some of my coworkers that are also way into uh, a lot of Marvel stuff. And we were all just for like a solid hour, just all collectively excited for this news wow yeah no i i was very excited too when i saw the video i, I said to my girlfriend same thing i'm like man like we're gonna get it you gotta, you gotta watch this you gotta watch this with me and, and got really excited and and watched it with her before we actually get too far into the movies and, and the lore of deadpool and that sort of thing uh the way i always start these episodes off is to sort of find out a little bit about you now age-wise i'm guessing that you may have been born roughly around the 90s is it, am i right yep uh 96 actually okay so you so you've actually like deadpool's been around for longer than you have yeah because the yep. he actually had his first appearance in 91 uh are you someone who grew up like you started reading the comics when you were young or was it a movie thing for you where you a lot of people these days i think are <clears throat> deadpool fans because of the movie Actually, the, the funny thing is what introduced me to Deadpool was uh, X-Men Origins, the bad version of Deadpool that we, <laughs> that we talk about. And basically, the, the concept of Ryan Reynolds before they did the mutations, uh, where he was slicing the bullets in that scene, that caught my attention a lot, and I wanted to figure out who this character was. And when I found out it was a... It was a man dressed in all red, uh, breaking the fourth wall, uh, had a motor mouth. It, it just really caught my attention. Soon after they they announced the first movie, uh, the little clip got quote unquote leaked. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I didn't actually start reading the comics until this year. Wow. And what what do you think of the comics now? Like you you've been getting into them? Uh it it's so fascinating having read them throughout the years and see Deadpool's characters slowly start to build mm -hmm. and also how pop culture has even changed the character in some aspects from like him not really referencing it to that much to now him just straight up quoting movies and and pointing to Spider-Man and being like I preferred to Tobey Maguire over Tom Holland or something <laughs> like that. And I, I've just really enjoyed seeing that journey throughout the comics and how they've adapted to the movies coming out. Definitely, definitely. I noticed that uh, when I went back and actually, because I probably became more of a fan 
through the movies. Uh, I knew of Deadpool. I'd seen Deadpool and in other pop culture stuff along the way, but I hadn't read the comics. And then after the first movie came out, I went and bought uh, one of the uh, trade paperbacks of, of the earlier stuff. And reading that, his character, yeah, like you said, it's it's so different. When he comes in, I believe it's New Mutants is where it is, is the first um, comic appearance in 91. And, yep. you know, he his appearance there, he sort of is a bit, bit wisecracking still, um, but not in the same vein. And, and I don't think he's doing the fourth wall breaks and things like that either, straight straight off the bat. Yeah, no. Uh, his first introduction, he was just a straight-up mercenary. He talked mm-hmm. a lot. He, he threw around a bland joke here and there. But, yeah, it was, uh, his first appearance was pretty boring that uh, I'm – I'm pleasantly surprised that uh, people stuck to his character and now we have the Deadpool that we have today. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing, obviously going through the different writers over the years, they've, they've changed and evolved him. And as you said, pop culture itself, he's kind of evolved to, to fit certain um, parts of pop culture. And going back to what you said about the, the quote unquote leak of the uh, test footage, that they had uh, from the first one. I, I thought that was amazing. I remember when I saw that and I would talk about getting excited for, for Wolverine. I just remember how excited I got because I'd been reading articles for year on year about that they were trying to make a Deadpool movie that Ryan Reynolds, after the um, X-Men Origins of Wolverine, he came out and said he wanted to do a, a Wolverine, uh, no, sorry, a Deadpool movie uh, because yeah. he wanted to really do something for the character that was more you know, more on point with what the comics were and and really wanted to, you know, pay it the respect that it felt like it didn't get. And I think most people would agree that it didn't, didn't get in that first version. So it was really exciting yes. when I saw that test footage and I was like, okay, this could be real. Like, this could be really real. But as we said, quote, unquote, leak, it was seemed like, a, from what I've read, a bit of a ploy to either get people excited for the movie and maybe they were already had an agreement with the uh, – with with Marvel Entertainment or, or or really they they just did it because they thought once it gets out into the stratosphere people are going to make this happen. My my little theory is uh, the man who definitely does not play the character Ryan Reynolds himself uh, was trying to get the movie greenlit, and I I think that maybe either he or maybe a friend of his was like hey maybe we can get this out there and just. Uh, to try and convince Fox, kind of like how we bullied Sonic into not looking like a, a weird rat character. Oh, that was really they... bad. I remember. <laughs> I think that Ryan Reynolds just basically forced Fox into letting him have his Deadpool movie, and he was not having it any other way. And That's I'm, right, because it was Fox to start with. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, yeah. And seeing a marvel character after watching the you know the different marvel phases that we had through from starting from iron man back in 2008 and how family friendly a lot of that had become and and fun and and cookie cutter because obviously marvel being owned by disney as well having that flexibility to do what he did in that first movie was amazing actually my girlfriend and i went and watched it in the cinemas because they released it on valentine's day it was a valentine's date night movie uh did you do the same thing uh yes yes i I actually saw it a couple times that weekend (laughs) and what 
what was your thoughts like when you first when you first saw that movie like you said you saw it a couple of times what was your initial reaction coming out of the cinema do you remember it's it's funny because the within the first like five ten minutes of the movie i leaned over to uh my dad who i saw it with first i leaned over to him and i said this is my new favorite movie and he and he said we're only five minutes into the movie and i said <laughs> i know <laughs> the opening is just amazing I mean, they they used they essentially used like the test footage um yeah. they went through the same stuff that was in the test footage there but that whole opening sequence and and just the the jokes of the I, I can't remember the exact quotes but when they were saying produced by i think it was like some guy or whatever like yeah you know, i'm sure I, know. I, I haven't been able to memorize those but yes i yeah i so that was one of my favorite parts just, <laughs> just seeing him sort of make fun of everyone involved in the project <laughs> yeah. so including himself so that that's cool that you got you uh you learned about it through through the movies like that um and then and now as you said you you've gone back and you've started reading the comics let's mm-hmm. talk about your collection obviously this is collecting heroes we're here to talk about um collections as well when did yep. you start collecting did you would you say you started collecting around the time of the first deadpool movie or before that as well um uh it, it's fascinating because i uh my first piece to my collection was a collector's core blind box and it came with a funko pop a t-shirt and like a couple other things but at the time i didn't really have an idea of wanting to collect it's mm-hmm. just i got something for my birthday or christmas or whatever and uh and i like I, I made the mistake of taking the funko out of the box and like setting it out by itself uh, and luckily the box never got damaged. So now it's sitting nicely in the box, but I, I, I didn't really have any intention on being a collector at first. Uh, it's just over, over the years of people finding out that I like the movies and, and the character that for Christmas or my birthday, or someone would just find a t-shirt and they would get it for me, or I would see something cool and I would go to the store and get it myself. And eventually i just kind of gave in and i said all right i am a collector and within the past few years it's just kind of uh i've kind of dove pretty deep into it i definitely can see that i mean we're talking on video chat and you know anyone who talks to me on video chat can see part of the bat cave in in the background but i'm seeing the i don't know what we i'd call them fan caves do you have a a name for your collection for this space uh yeah i call it the nerd room because uh my my girlfriend she has like a a gaming setup in here as well uh so between her her and me uh we just call it like the nerd room because it's just where either of us come in here and do nerd stuff basically nice nice well i can see obviously you know your your section of the nerd room has quite a lot of red in it uh and yes specifically i think i i can't remember the name the oh, sorry the, the number exactly but on your instagram you actually mentioned that you have the last last count it was over 500 pieces do you do you remember the number i think i i updated it last night and i think i'm at 562 unique items and I, that, that might be growing 
I'm going to a convention here in a couple of weeks, so I'm sure it's going to be growing even more pretty soon. And do you find that, like, because you said that, you know, people have bought you items over the years. Do you find that these days people tend not to buy you items because they don't, because they're just like, what do you get for the person who has nearly every uh, <laughs> list? That's actually uh, part of the reason that I started the Instagram is because uh, people were saying, like, I want to get, get you, like, Deadpool gifts, but I don't know what you have. And I, I didn't have any other way that I could think of to have just a catalog of all of my collection other than Instagram. Uh, I'm sure there's better options, but Instagram just made the most sense at this point. And so now I can just tell my family members or friends or whoever that, that they can either send me a photo of it and say, do you have this? In which I say yes or no. Mm-hmm. Or if they want to surprise me, then I just I just say, hey, everything that I own is in my Instagram. So if you want to see, then it's very easy to, to go back and see. Do you have a favorite item that you've been gifted? Favorite item I've been gifted? Um, that's a good question. Because mo- it's funny, like, most of my items are gifted. Uh or one that stands out that you maybe have a funny memory of even i feel like i would have to say my favorite is the first with the uh the collector's core box because uh like that's just what started it all because from there like uh like i have things that have stood out to me i have things that uh that different people uh, have bought me throughout the years that mean a lot to me Mm-hmm. But I think I would have to say that that first collector's core box because none of this would be here if it weren't for that first box and me deciding to just have this take on a life of its own. Well, that's a great answer. I, I think uh, I, I noticed in in one of your collection uh, pictures where you, where you actually show the, the the complete collection that you have quite a number of those boxes piled up down the bottom as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are they all from different runs of collector's core or did you have you got multiple of the same that you've put some aside uh they're all different ones uh i try to stay away from duplicates which i I've, i thought like maybe i should have been buying duplicates and reselling them but uh, i don't, i don't know if i really feel like trying to get into that but <laughs> yeah uh they're all uh all those boxes are have all had different items come in through like collector's core loot crate or uh just other kind of um just collector's boxes yeah yeah and then you also mentioned about the pop vinyls the funkos where you 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 took the first one out of the box uh but it seems like you're more of an inbox collector with your funkos now i display them in the box but it i've I've dedicated myself that every Funko that I that I have, I definitely take them out of the box at least once or twice. Nice, nice. I, I have a portion of my collection that some of it remains in the box and some of it I take out of the box. For the majority of items, I, I tried to sort of, uh, I tried to sort of do it based on value. So anything that you know on the Funko app or you know which I could see was a certain value when I purchased it. Um, 
I, I, I tend to keep a lot of those things if they're over about 40 or $50, I, I tend to keep them in, in the boxes, um, except for yeah. the Batmobiles, which you can sort of see in the background here, those Funko Batmobiles, because they co definitely cost uh, a lot more than $50 for a couple of those. But I, I still got them on, on bargain. Like I, I'm, I say a bargain, but you know, I spent over a hundred dollars yeah. on each of the, the red one and the yeah. gold one um, because they're more, you know, more collector items are harder to get. Uh, I'm still trying to get the blue version of that, actually. Yeah, uh, that's the, uh, the the 66 Batmobile version. So I'm yeah, hoping to yeah. get that one day, and and that will probably come out of the box as well. But from what I've seen, I I, I need to pay somewhere in excess of I think three to four hundred dollars minimum. I think is the cheapest I've seen them for, and and they're very rare. Yeah. Yep, they get up there. And I, I, I don't know, like, I, I guess for me, it's because especially they started adding things to the back of the Funkos, like little, uh, especially with the Deadpools, they'll have like little jokes, whether it's like his pants are on fire or he's holding like a knife behind his back that I feel like I want to open up the boxes just to kind of pay more respect to the Funko for the extra work that they are now putting into them. I had no uh, idea about the pants on fire thing. That's, that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, uh, as part of like the backyard griller one, where he comes with like a little mini grill and he has like a flamethrower. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. You look at the back of the Funko. I've actually thought of uh, reposting all of the pictures of my Funkos and like taking a 360 video of the of each Funko so you can see the the back of uh, a lot of these. I do have a couple of the Deadpool Funkos myself, which I've taken out, and I didn't realize like that because those the ones that I had didn't have anything special on the back of them. Um, but I had yeah, the, the Lazy River. The past... Sorry. Yeah, they just started doing within the past couple uh, couple runs. They started doing some of that fun stuff to the back of them. Do you have a favorite Funko out of the collection as well? Uh yes, definitely. It is one that I spent years trying to get and i literally just got it um a few weeks ago or a month ago it's the uh marvel deadpool 20 metallic edition comic-con 2013 exclusive oh i think where... I put it on your page actually that, th that was one of your more recent posts on there yep the uh i pretty much got it a couple days before making that post yeah, that, that one is hands down my favorite. I have been trying to get my hands on it for years. It's very rare. I think only 480 of them were ever made. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, and do you, speaking of rare, is there a grail item that you're still seeking out for your, your collection at the moment? So actually, here's, here's a funny thing. I've been hearing the term grail being used a lot lately. And I don't know if it's my ignorance or I don't know what, but what, like, what does that mean? I don't know what that means. Oh, okay. No, that's all right. I mean, obviously you're, you're, you're maybe newer to the collecting world. Um, grail item is essentially, uh, you know, something that you covet for your collection that you really want, like the perfect item that you want for your coll collection that you, it may be okay. something that costs too much or it's just, like you said, like with the other one, there's only 480 pieces of it. Maybe it's something that you, okay. it, it doesn't even have to cost a lot of money. It doesn't have to be rare. It just may be something that you absolutely love. But for you, it's the perfect 
uh, one of the perfect items that you really want. Um, but for most okay. people, it tends to usually be either an expensive or a hard to find item. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I have a, I have a few of those actually. Uh, one of them is the metallic. Uh, another one is the red chimichanga truck Funko Pop. Oh yeah. Where that one, that one I got for only a hundred and twenty-five bucks. Where normally people try to charge like two hundred or more for it. Uh, and I and I got it so cheap because this person uh said that the corners were a little dinged up. So he said I'll I'll charge it a lot less because the corners are dinged up. And I pretty much got that right away. Otherwise, uh, the the only other thing is the Deadpool costume that I'm still in the process of trying to uh put together fully. I did notice one that you had hanging up next to your collection as well. Yeah, I haven't posted about it because uh, I'm, I'm waiting for it to be uh, fully assembled to start uh, taking some photos in it and start wearing it to cons and whatnot. I've, it's, uh, I've been working on it since February, actually. Have you been to a lot of the conventions? Uh, I, I actually went to my first convention ever in March of this year. Uh, and and pretty soon I'm trying to go to a uh, uh, Motor City Comic Con in Detroit uh, in what, a couple weeks. What was your experience like at the first one? I had a lot of fun. It was just a it was a tiny uh, like like smaller convention locally in my area, uh, and. A lot of people beforehand were saying like, "Hey, it's not going to be that crazy. It's not going to be that fun, but we're gonna we're gonna take you uh, to your first convention, and this will kind of be it to get you get your foot in the door." Mm -hmm. And I went there, and I saw all the people in costumes. Uh, they did a like a costume contest. So many people were selling like some uh, like Deadpool items I've never been able to get my hands on before, uh, and I just I had a blast. And I remember walking out of there uh, with my girlfriend and, and telling her, we have to go to more. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know when, I don't know how, we have to go to more. You mentioned um, before we started recording that you're a musician. I won't say, um, you know, uh, what you do music-wise, but um, you, you mentioned about liking sort of like like heavier music and one of the things that i used to love doing is going as a musician which i've mentioned before on the podcast um is going to festivals how would you compare mm -hmm. it to a festival because that for me i feel like there's like this little this shared love of coming together at festivals for for different bands and i felt I felt the same sort of camaraderie when i first went to a convention obviously you, you, you're geeking out a lot more about all these different things but when you go to a festival you're geeking about out about all the different bands that are there and in, in cases did you get a similar feeling uh yeah in a way uh there's le less less drunk people uh <laughs> fumbling their way around at a convention that's true uh, um but otherwise yeah it, it was it, it kind of had that familiar sense of, of like we are all here for the same thing uh, and it's just like when uh, if you're in the crowd watching a show and you happen to be in or near a mosh pit, how people just have that mutual respect for each other mm -hmm. where where it's like we're all here for the same purpose and we're all we're all here to have a good time. And, and nobody's trying to ruin that for anybody else. 
Some people may actually say that, uh, you know, those larger conventions end up smelling a little bit like a mosh pit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've heard. I, I, I have yet to experience it myself, but uh, in a weird way, I hope I do soon. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope you get to go to a lot more conventions. That sounds cool. And I hope you get to go to the Detroit one. That'd be really cool as well. Yep. So let's go back to your collection again. Again, I'm looking at stuff in the background and, and I'm noticing because that these days they'll, you know, Marvel will slap Deadpool or, you know, Logan or whoever. It's about any item. I, I spoke about this with the Wolverine collector that I had actually because we spoke about some of the mm -hmm. items that they've brought out. Um, I'm seeing Monopoly in the background and all sorts of things. Is there an odd item that you have in your collection that someone gifted you and you were just like, I can't believe they actually made this. Is there anything like that? Um, if gifting, we want to say someone found it and then I bought it, was uh, uh, it was a Deadpool adult film. Oh. <laughs> uh, and I found it at, we'll say it's an adult store <laughs> in, nearby. <laughs> and... And someone pointed out to me, because they knew that I like Deadpool, they pointed out that someone made a Deadpool adult film. And the second I saw it, I didn't care what that price tag was on it. <laughs> I was like, I got to be the Deadpool collector that has this in their collection. Because I, I will be the only, if not one of very few that has it. And uh, which other other characters did they uh use if you don't mind me I, i'm not sure if you've watched I, <laughs> you've watched it what other characters i, I, cool I had to watch it at, <laughs> i had to watch it at least once just just because i was like why not I, I i bought it might as well they they had like uh domino from the comics and domino from the movie they had the punisher electra uh and cable and lady dead Okay. Okay. All right. Well, um, that sounds like very interesting. An interesting, very interesting film. Uh, I mean, look, I wouldn't recommend a Deadpool movie to any young children, and definitely, you know, that yeah, into the same trope. Yep. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> and well, speaking of all the different characters as well, um, we know, like from the start, we mentioned about you know. Hugh Jackman Wolverine is coming to Deadpool 3. And we mm -hmm. had a lot of great cameos in Deadpool 2. Is there anyone that you would have, other than obviously Wolverine, because he's already been announced, is there anyone who you think would be great to have as a cameo in Deadpool 3 that would be the perfect cameo for you? Um, I'm trying to think because, uh, like, there's there's one that I would really like to see, but I don't know I don't know if they'll do it. It's because uh, partially because I want them to have their own movie is Spider-Man Deadpool. Oh yeah, so it would be it would be really cool to see Spider-Man make a, make a cameo. But in all honesty, I want an entire separate Spider-Man Deadpool like either movie or a Disney Plus miniseries or something. Those are two people that I would love to see on screen together. Uh, I actually just finished the Spider-Man Deadpool uh, comics recently, and I loved every single minute of it. And 
I didn't even realize that they did it as a as a like a team up in the comics. How long was that yeah. going for? It was fifty issues. Nice, nice. And that's only just finished now, or like that's or was that from a couple of years back? That finished in twenty nineteen, I think. Uh so there were they they started it uh before the first movie came out and they finished it uh way after the second movie came out so there's there's references to both of these movies throughout this series and that was kind of weird because i read the entire series as a whole issue to issue and it was it, it was kind of crazy seeing one issue they dedicated the entire thing to deadpool celebrating that he's getting a movie and then a later issue was him mentioning, "Oh, now we're getting a sequel." Oh, cool. And and I was I was like, "Man, this this series ran on for a while." That's <laughs> that that was that's really cool to to see though. That is that is really cool. I, I had no idea that they did a team up. So, I mean, I would love to see that. I I think I agree with you. I'm not sure if they do it only because maybe, you know, Disney and Marvel Entertainment might want to keep spider-man more sort of pg to, to the mm -hmm. children's audience and uh and keep a little bit of that separation happening there a lot of people were worried obviously when disney acquired fox um and when deadpool originally went over um that that would mm -hmm. tame the character a lot did you have a lot of concerns about that as well i was very concerned i ever since the first movie was first but that leak got out and they started announcing things and i, I just I, they didn't announce like the the rating yet and i just kept i kept saying like on a daily basis almost like please let it be rated r please let it be rated r when they not they finally announced it i was like yes we got ours uh and then the second movie was coming around and i was like they have to make it rated r like there's there's not really much doubt in my mind yeah and then yeah when uh when disney uh got fox and uh, and the X-Men and the Fantastic Four, that's when I, and they came out with Once Upon a Deadpool, where they kind of turned Deadpool 2 into like this PG-13 movie. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, like, that's really cool to convince Disney that Deadpool can be in a PG-13 movie, but I hope it doesn't convince them so much that they think that Deadpool 3 needs to be PG-13. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And... And so I, I don't I don't think there's especially with the announcing of uh, of Wolverine coming back I don't think that they're even gonna make jokes about it being PG thirteen there's there's no way it can be yeah I'm thinking also that made me think you know because they've done this great campaign around Hugh Jackman coming coming back and the Ryan Reynolds like clips that they've been uh, releasing online. And I was just I was just remembering all the awesome and amazing marketing that they did, um, even from like the the massive billboards with the emoji uh, where it had yeah. the, 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 uh, the skull, the skull, the uh, poo emoji and the L. The skull, like. the poo. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh, and then a heap of other awesome, amazing things. I know. I think it was even when Deadpool two came out. I want to say that they redid a heap of covers. I was in a, um, a place called JB Hi-Fi here in, in Australia, which is a massive 
retail of um, games and audio like um was it like games tvs and and a lot of uh dvds and cds and things like that even though they're not as popular these days but that was where you used to go to get all your dvds and, and cds and i remember yeah. going in there and seeing that they redid a lot of covers for all these classic movies that they were that they yes. were putting out and have you have you got those dvds with the different covers as well as part of your collection yeah actually i just got them uh earlier this year because you know like in, in 2018 when deadpool 2 came out uh, i i i wasn't fully a collector yet and so i kind of strayed away from them i looked at them at walmart and, and kind of thought like oh these are cool but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna buy these because uh, i i wasn't a collector at the time yeah and then yeah. uh and then earlier this year i managed to scramble all of them up on on ebay and whatnot and uh and yeah i have the those are all of the dvds that are like sitting on one of the top shelves oh i said i have yeah. one of my action figures sitting on. do you have a favorite movie I, like cover version as well that uh ironically enough uh logan i, I like how the little baby hand is is like grabbing logan's hand <laughs> that's that's my that's my favorite one <laughs> Roy, I normally do um, for some of the collectors that come on here. I do a bit of a pop quiz. You may have heard me do that with Cayman in the Toy Story episode that you mentioned you listened to. I'm not going to make you do a yeah. pop quiz. You're looking a little bit nervous. It's all right. There's no, there's no pop quiz for I mean, if you. Wanna, if you, if you want to hit me with it, then I, I'm cool with it. Oh, well, I haven't prepared one, so just, okay, just to okay. be fair. But uh, I did want to do something that I was trying to do with the uh, with the Star Trek collector, Liz, that I had on, a bit of a rapid-fire um, question. So I've just got sort of five quick questions that I wanted to fire at you, and you just answer them nice and quick. If you want to expand a couple sentences, you can, but otherwise we'll keep the, the answers nice and quick. Uh, are you cool with that? Yep, I can do that. All right, so first off, favorite Deadpool movie, one or two? One. Okay. Favorite side character in the movies? Uh, I'd have to, it's, a, it's either Juggernaut or Cable. Okay, okay. Uh, favorite Ryan Reynolds movie that's not Deadpool? Uh, Free Guy nice that's a good that's a good one i love that movie actually that was a lot of fun to watch uh next one favorite mutant one favorite mutant um oh no uh i don't want to name a basic one i'm gonna i'm gonna say legion legion uh, a friend of mine a friend of mine told told me about legion recently and that kind of that kind of fascinated me it, uh, explain to people what legion is and me um, from what he told me, it's kind of like Moon Knight, where he has multiple personalities, but each personality has a different superpower. Oh, cool. I'm going to have to check yeah. that one out. That sounds cool. I, that, that sounds like a really cool one that they could make into a TV show as well. The, the funny thing is they, they did. I think they did like one or two seasons or something. Oh, no, 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 no. And, you're, uh, right. you're right. I, I did. I yeah. saw that. It had uh, Aubrey Plaza in it. Yes. Yeah. yeah, no, I do. I have seen that. Uh, he's the son of Professor X, I'm sure. Yes. Yep. I, I do I think so. I, I, I haven't know who you're talking it, about. So. 
I do know who yeah. directed that now. Actually, now now that you said it, it's completely just. I, I forgot that I even watched that series because there's been so much Marvel stuff that's come out. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and lastly, your favorite Marvel movie that's not Deadpool. It's not Deadpool. It's a toss-up between Spider-Man: No Way Home and Avengers: Endgame. Nice, nice. And uh, I would have to say, ooh, out of those, mm, I think I think Endgame. I think out of those two, I would probably have to go with Endgame as well. Uh, no Way Home was yeah. really cool. I do love the Spider-Man movies. I also am a huge fan for me on a personal level. I'm a huge fan of the original Iron Man movie just because, you know, yeah. the way that that set up the whole thing. And, yeah. and I love We're where it all mm-hmm. Before we wrap up, um, is there any item in your collection that you like, if you had to get rid of your whole collection and keep one item, what would be the one item you would keep? Ooh. Ooh. Oh man, it's a that, difficult that question, isn't it? <laughs> it is, it is, because the the thought of getting rid of my collection like hurts my heart a little bit to to begin with. <laughs> I, I it's, a, it's a cruel question. It, I think I would have to say, uh, one of one of the drawn uh photos that my girlfriend gave me. It's a uh, it's a replica of like the the crayon drawing that he did in Deadpool one on the bridge. Oh, cool. She she remade that for me and I framed it. And I, I I think that uh I think that if I had to only keep one item, it, it'd have to be that because it has uh it has sentimental value between me and her as well. That is a great answer and the perfect answer if she listens to this episode as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, that is cool. Anyway, Roy, as I said, um, yeah, I've had a great time chatting with you and I always get people to plug their socials at the end. So if people want to go and uh, and find this awesome collection, where do they go? Uh, basically, I just have the one social media dedicated to my collection on Instagram. It is the underscore Deadpool underscore collection. Nice. Nice. Definitely people should go and check it out and uh and give you a follow because i think yeah it's amazing collection i look forward to seeing more of it but thank you again for taking the time to talk deadpool with me and uh and to be on the show i've had a lot of fun yeah i i had a lot of fun being on this and uh, i'm like it's just it, it was a lot of fun just talking to someone about this i usually have to kind of hold back when talking about deadpool so it was nice just to have a, an unfiltered, I can talk about my collection with you. I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad. You should never have to filter your fandom. You should always be free to, to get that out there and, and talk to people about it. I agree. If you liked the episode, please consider following or subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also join me on Instagram at Collecting Heroes, where you can see photos of the collections of the people that I'm talking to, as well as some of my own. 